millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today we've got a crazy story of cutting off a friend's hair and sabotaging their chances of landing the big job. We'll get to that in a bit, but first... I made my boss look stupid. I'm a 29-year-old lady and I work as a secretary in an accounting firm. Working there had been my dream for years. I applied for a job there as soon as I graduated. I was elated when I got the job and I couldn't wait to resume. It was all good until he came. The devil incarnate himself. I'd always been seen as a kind-hearted young lady who couldn't hurt a fly, so I had no idea where I got my courage from. Let me start first with the previous boss. Well, the previous boss had been transferred to a new branch. Everyone was quite nervous as we were expecting a new one. The previous boss was very nice and he got along with all of us just fine. We hated to see him go, but we had no choice. He'd served our branch with good devotion and it was time for him to move on to a higher position. Here comes the new boss and with him came the descent of heck. I'll call him Jay because he was nothing short of a total jerk. His presence in the office brought about a terrible period that no one had expected or anticipated. He was the proper description of a terrible boss. He barked orders, overworked everybody, and made everyone work late hours. It wasn't very long until he became public enemy number one. Everyone hated him, but there was nothing they could do. However, while everyone had it easy, at least from my point of view, I seemed to be the one he hated the most. He would bully me and make me look stupid in the presence of my co-workers and his friends. I tried so hard to make him like me, but the bias was too obvious. I found out why though. My boss was a Brit and he hated Mexicans, which I was. Well, there was nothing I could do about my place of origin. It's his problem if he hates Latinas. I wanted to know why he hated Mexicans. Although I had an inkling that a Mexican woman had probably broken his poor heart. Our woman had a penchant for dumping men with fragile egos. However, despite knowing why he hated me, there was nothing I could do to stop it, so I endured. I would allow him to continue with his crazy acts while plotting my revenge. I let my anger simmer for a very long time, until it erupted like a thousand-year volcano. However, all of these things were things that happened later in the future. The atmosphere was really terrible the entire period he was around. Those months were dark and felt like years to all of us at the office. I don't like remembering those periods even after Jay was gone. Jay was the paragon and epitome of a bad boss. However, he wasn't just a bad boss, he was a downright pervert. He would make advances towards female co-workers and attempt to touch them in private when no one was watching. He would then threaten to get them fired if they ever told anyone about his advances. While the situation never got out of hand, the ladies that were being harassed got so tired that they would feel scared about coming to work every day. They would feel tired and they would look exhausted after spending just a few hours at work. They had no one else to confide in due to his threats and they could only endure it silently and pray that everything ended as soon as possible. Although I was aware of his atrocities, I had enough on my plate and couldn't afford to add more problems to my own. 
Therefore, while I sympathized with them and felt sad on their behalf, there was nothing I could do. Although I had it in mind to pay him back in his coin and add an interest while doing it. However, for the time being, I had to calm down and avoid getting into trouble. Because everyone knew he had it out for me. I was probably the one he hated most in the office. And he never hesitated to show his disdain and hatred for me. Well, the feeling was mutual. Worse still, everyone had to put up with his servant-driver personality. I couldn't help but tag him as enjoying this due to his ways. It seemed like he took great joy in seeing all of us tired, exhausted, drained to the bone, and overworked. An incident had occurred at a workplace, and it was at that moment I knew that the only way anyone would have any semblance of peace was if he left and never came back or rather if he was to lose his position. That day we were having a board meeting and he fancied himself a dictator. Rather than talk to his subordinates with respect, he decided to take the tough approach. Everyone had been hit by stray bullets, and no one could escape his serious berating and loads of insults. His harsh words made it difficult to achieve the reason why we had convened for the meeting. At a point, the meeting room was almost empty. Most people left the boardroom with intense anger and rage visible on their faces. He had raved on, but no one had given a reply. Furthermore, all of the staff decided to take a day off work. Everyone wished they could have seen the look of shock and incredulity on his face when he arrived and met an empty office. Personally, even though I was unable to see his face, I'd easily imagine the ugly look on his face as he contemplated his next line of action. Another incident that riled me up a bit was when he called me around 9pm for me to audit some files for him. He had been so rude and condescending that I dropped the call without waiting to hear a word of what he had to say. He had, in his usual manner, ordered me around and barked orders like he was talking to a younger sibling rather than an employee. I replied to him as civilly as I could, albeit with a tone cold enough to freeze heck and sharp enough to dice a man into pieces. I said, well, sir, I'm sorry to break it to you, but according to company rules, my closing time was four hours ago. I was certain that he had heard the coldness in my voice, which had probably shocked him because he had stayed silent for over two minutes before proceeding to push his luck. He said, well, you're right. Also, you seem to forget that I'm in charge right now, and as your boss, I have the power to change your closing time as I see fit, don't you think? At this point, I was already getting pissed and I could not wait to get off the phone with this entitled jerk of a boss who had no idea how to treat employees, who was clueless about how to ask for favors, and who had zero knowledge on how to make his employees work for him willingly with joy in their hearts, no matter the inconvenience. I had a thousand words that I wanted to spew out to him on the phone, but I just decided to remain as polite, civil, and formal as possible. I said, well, sir, you definitely can do that. However, I guess I should tell you that you should be ready because you will be getting a call from HQ. I think it would be quite spectacular to see you try to explain yourself to the higher-ups and extricate yourself from this. If you don't mind, sir, I'd appreciate it if you removed yourself from my personal space, I said, and hung up before he could utter a word in reply. In my mind, I could picture him going bonkers wherever he was due to my harsh rejection. Well, I was past caring. However, on a side note, I was quite surprised that he called me to help with some files. Because everyone at our work was aware that he hated the girl from Mexico as much as he was the devil. 
I told everyone at work about what he'd done and they were quite angry and decided that he should be taught a lesson. Well, I'd planned on enacting my revenge as soon as I had the opportunity because no one could cross me and repeatedly treat me like a piece of trash and expect me to be silent about it. While I was brought up and taught kindness by my parents, I was also told not to allow anyone to take me for a fool. And that was what my new boss was doing, taking me for a dummy because I was too gentle and soft-spoken. I decided to get rid of my good girl persona and enact the sweetest revenge in the history of revenge. I'd begun to silently make plans for the perfect vengeance story, but on the surface, I was putting up with his crazy antics. I told a couple of my friends outside work about his antics and they all advised me to just quit my job and get a new place where I won't be harassed by a boss who didn't know what was good for him. As good as that idea sounded, in my mind I knew I couldn't leave due to the attractive salary and my initial love for the job. The pay was good and the company had some attractive incentives as well. I couldn't leave because someone decided to convert my utopia of a workplace into a sad dystopia. I was not going to have that. So at some point, I decided that it was either him or my sanity. Well, I chose my sanity, which meant he had to go. However, it felt that the universe was against me and my revenge would never come. I was really angry and I could not wait to give my bosses just desserts. My co-workers sympathized with me after they found out why he hated me. At this point though, I was past caring and I made a vow to not forgive him until I got back at him for all the emotional damage he had caused me. Meanwhile, I kept doing my job as diligently as I could, even when I knew that he would still reject it and tell me to work over it again. Sometimes he would raise his voice at me until the whole world was aware that he was scolding me. A few weeks later, the universe heard my prayers and my opportunity for revenge came. As they say, revenge is a dish best served cold, and mine had been kept in the fridge for so long that it had frosted over. My revenge had frozen and become an iceberg, and I was prepared to serve it to Satan's only begotten son. Our company was getting a deal from some important clients, and we couldn't afford to mess it up. According to the regional manager, if we could pull this off, everyone would get at least a 5-7% to raise in their salaries. Everyone was hyped about the raise in our salary and was working hard to help the company secure the deal. Even though the company pays well, who wouldn't want a little extra increase in their salary? Mind you, I said my opportunity for revenge had come, right? How, you might wonder? Ironically, the important clients we wanted to meet were Mexicans like me. Poetic justice, don't you think? Sadly for my boss, he was unable to speak their language. He was flustered and he started to search madly for someone to help him write his speech or act as his translator. After days of fruitless searching, someone reminded him that I was Mexican too and he heaved a sigh of relief. However, he didn't know how to approach me since he'd treated me like dirt all this while. My co-workers knew I would never pass on this opportunity to get revenge on the boss who had tortured me for countless months. He summoned me to his office and attempted to call a truce. I know you hate me, but I need your help. I can't afford to lose this deal. Can you help me out just this once? I could not believe my ears. He was just too arrogant and egotistic. He didn't even bother to apologize for his past misdeeds towards me. And he wanted me to help him out just once? He wasn't being remorseful. 
He only wanted to use me and I decided to make him regret it. I said, sure boss, why not? I'll be glad to help you. I smiled and agreed to help him without hesitation. He was happy and he felt like he got away with his smartness. I could not wait to see the look of despair on his face a few days later. A few days later, the Mexicans arrived and he told me to write him a speech prior. Well, he was only making my job easier. I wrote him the speech, but rather than the greeting and flatterings he wanted, I filled the speech with countless curse words and offensive words that any Mexican would find annoying. He was in for a rude shock. Anyways, he was so enraptured with reading the speech in his poor Spanish that he was unable to see the ugly expressions on the face of the associates. He kept peppering them with swear words until they could no longer take it. They stood up to leave and it was at that time I swooped in to quell their anger. I spoke to them and we happened to speak the same dialect and they were quite happy with my reception. Fast forward to three weeks later, I took up my boss's position and he became my subordinate. The business associates had denounced him to the regional manager and had praised me in his presence. And that was how I climbed the ladder of success. Well, as for my boss, he suspected that I had tampered with his speech. But he had no proof because I'd taken the liberty to destroy the paper immediately after that meeting. He raved at me, but there was nothing he could do. He had lost, and I had made sure of that. In the future, he would know better than to mess with a vengeful Mexican girl who would do anything to get her revenge, even if she had to hit below the belt. I'm just impressed that, considering they didn't speak Spanish, they were confident enough to try and read it off of a paper. I imagine pretty much any English speaker that knows they don't know Spanish, if they try to read it off of a piece of paper, they're gonna sound like they're speaking gibberish. But regardless, if you enjoy these crazy stories of revenge, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our last crazy story of revenge is, my friend and I cut off our friend's hair just the day before. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before he was supposed to go for a modeling shoot for his hair. My best friend and I used to have another best friend. He was our guy bestie and we absolutely adored him. Long before we were friends with him, we were friends with each other. We had known each other pretty much since we were children. My best friend's sister owned the salon where my mom used to get her hair done. As I grew, my mom started taking me with her to the salon to get my hair done too. My mom used to be the one to fix my hair, but as I grew, the hairstyles I wanted became a little more complicated for my mom to handle. 
So on the last Thursdays of every month, my mom and I would go to the salon to get our hair done. On one of those Thursdays, I was having braids installed and reading a novel when I saw a girl about my age but shorter bend over trying to read the title of my book. I noticed that she was having a hard time making out the words, so I called them out to her. Great, thank you, she muttered and straightened up. She lingered, so I figured she wanted to borrow my book. I said, sorry, I'm not finished with the book yet, but I could drop it off with one of the stylists so you could pick it up. Does your mom bring you here often? She didn't say anything. She just smiled shyly. I know you're not harassing my clients to give her your book, I heard the salon owner yell. I just wanted to see the title, she cried in a tiny voice. Let the girl be, my mom intervened. Is she your daughter? My mom asked when the salon owner got closer. No, she's my little sister who's supposed to be in my office doing her homework. She glared at her sister who hurried out of the salon to a hidden corner, which I presumed was the office. She could never take her eyes off of other people's books, never mind the fact that she's got hundreds of them. My mom smiled and said, My daughter loves books too. Reading's a good habit, you know. You should be grateful she's interested in books, not something unhealthy. My mom's a child therapist, so she went on and on about the benefits of having a child who loves books, and that sparked a big conversation on books in the salon. When we left the salon, my mom encouraged me to leave the book to the young girl the next time we came to the salon. Just as my mom had suggested, I picked up the book on our next hair appointment and took it along with me to the salon. It was as though the girl knew we would be coming. She was just at the door dancing to a song playing on the salon stereo. As soon as she saw my mom and me, she stopped dancing. I walked up to her and stretched the book to her. Her eyes lit up and she hugged me tightly before taking the book from me. That marked the beginning of the best friendship ever. We didn't go to school together, but we hung out a lot. At some point, her sister got married, and she didn't like her brother-in-law, so my mom said it was okay for her to move in with us. My friend had three siblings, her oldest sister, whom her mom had as a teenager and was a lot older, two older brothers, and her. Her mom had her many years after having her siblings, so the age gap was huge and she had a hard time fitting in with her siblings. I, on the other hand, have no siblings. I'm the only child of my mom, so I was excited when my mom agreed that she could move in. Her sister already knew my mom, and she trusted that my friend was in good hands. My best friend and I were like sisters. We bickered like sisters and made up like sisters too. We were super close and became teenagers who had each other's back. One day, my friend mentioned a boy who worked in her sister's salon. She said he constantly got bullied by boys in the neighborhood for being effeminate. She stood up to his bullies and I applaud her for that. My mom was proud to hear the story too. Weeks later, I went into the salon and I saw the boy she told my mom and me about. He was very pretty, had pretty eyes and gorgeous hair. When he saw me, he complimented my hair and I complimented his hair too. He had really good hair. While I did my hair, we spoke about the opportunities available for models in the area. He told me he'd done some modeling in the past. I had never modeled, but I looked forward to being a model. My mom tried her hands at modeling, but she had bad experiences, so she packed up her modeling career. I looked just like my mom, so my aunt would always encourage me to try out modeling and see if I liked it. Even strangers look at me and tell my mom and me that I'd make a great model. They'd say I have the body and the poise. My mom, however, didn't much care for me being a model. She had bad experiences when she modeled and she worried that people would only try to take advantage of her in the modeling industry. 
There was no changing her mind. She insisted that I was not allowed to pursue modeling. This boy complimented my body the first day we met, and he said that I would make a great model. I told him I looked forward to it, but my mom was not having it. I also told him what her fears were. He assured me that she wouldn't be so alarmed if I only did local modeling as a minor. He promised to teach me what he knew about modeling. My friend and I discovered we had friendship chemistry with this guy, so we befriended him. He showed us new stuff to do with our hair, things that even my friend who grew up watching different hairstyles being made didn't know. He taught us hacks and all of that too. I'm a makeup junkie, so I taught him simple makeup hacks and tricks. We soon went from being the amazing duo to the amazing trio. My mom was skeptical about our friendship at first, but my friend and I rolled our eyes at all her warnings and fears. Mom, you are an extremely paranoid mom, I said to her one evening when I was helping her repaint her office. Not paranoid, just careful, she said. Just as he promised, my new friend and I went about attending free modeling classes, practicing poses, waltz, and all sorts of things. I did all of these without letting my mom know. I was too terrified to tell her that I was actively pursuing something in modeling. I knew I would tell her as soon as I landed my first gig because by then it would be too late for her to stop me. My best friend had no interest in modeling. She was fashionable, but what she loved was writing and reading even more. Naturally, my guy friend and I started to hang out more since we had our love for modeling in common and were actively looking for career opportunities. My other friend was always very busy with school and the salon, and when she wasn't doing all of these, she was trying to win one essay competition or the other. My guy best friend actually got to hang out more with my best friend than me because they both worked at the salon. My best friend came home late and tired the next day. We both got up early for school, and I wouldn't see her until later that night. That was our routine, so we hardly spoke. Unbeknownst to me, my guy friend was trash-talking me to my best friend. Funnily, he would never flatly say anything about my best friend to me, but he would sometimes say she was selfish. She never spares time to hang out. I said, dude, she's trying to save up for college. Her siblings can only help with half her tuition. He says, I know, but I wish she would hang out with us more. I miss us hanging out. When he said that, I thought his intentions were pure. So I just told him she'd be able to hang out with us more in the summer since she won't have school standing in the way. He smiled faintly and we changed the topic. My best friend and I were drifting apart and we didn't even notice it until my mom asked me what was going on. I noticed that my friend's response to me was curt, but I chalked it up to stress. When my mom brought it up, I just told her that she was probably stressed. I've never seen you so distanced from each other, she observed. My guy friend and I were hanging out at one of the free modeling classes organized by someone in the area when a lady walked up to me and asked to speak. We stepped aside and she asked if I had an agent. I didn't, so I told her just that. She says, I want to know if you'd like to work with us. I own a modeling agency. I was surprised that she took an interest in me. I think you have great potential and I know that we can find you great jobs so you can put that talent and body to use, she said. I blushed. She invited me to the agency to speak with the other models and see if it was something I'd like. I took her card and she left. When I returned to my guy friend, he looked on with his mouth wide open. What is it? I asked, alarmed. He said, girl, you just spoke to the talent manager queen herself. When he mentioned her name, my mouth flew open too. I said, wait, what? I can't believe I just spoke to her. She just invited me to join her agency. He said, shut up. I'm so jealous right now. 
On the day I went to see her, I went with my guy friend. We spoke at length with my friend present. She showed me the models in her agency, the ones who weren't there. She showed me their portfolio. My friend and I were wowed. I'm going to send a contract to your email address, she said. You must print it out and sign it. My email address had my name, but my mom still had access to it, so I gave her my guy friend's email address. He was to receive the email, and then I'd print it and sign it and take it back to the agency. After it was official, I would tell my mom. That was the plan. We noticed that she'd had other models that she wanted to sign in her agency come over that day too. I'm only choosing the best talent, she told us before we left. I never heard from her again. My friend never got the email. It hurt me, but I just figured she never sent an email because she decided to go with the other models. I was noticeably sad, so my mom asked what was going on. My best friend was away at her sister's babysitting her twin toddlers. I told my mom the truth about what had happened. I expected her to be pissed at me, but she wasn't. She said she was proud. She said, I know I've had very hard rules about modeling, but that's only because I had a bad experience. What I never considered is that I'm raising you differently from how I was raised. Back then, I wanted to please everyone, but you're not like me. You're a tough young woman, and you'd stand up for yourself when need be. We hugged it out, and she promised that I'd find another agency. I was relieved that I never had to hide anything from my mom again. That evening, my guy friend called me. He'd gotten a hair modeling gig. I wasn't surprised at all. He had the most gorgeous hair and took great care of it. We talked about it excitedly and dreamed about how we're going to go far as models. I was still on the phone when my best friend walked in. I mouthed a hello and kept talking. When I got off the phone, she asked if that was our guy friend and I said yes. What happened with the woman at the agency? Did she send that email? She asked me. I sighed and said no, she didn't. It's fine though, I guess I'll find something better. She kept quiet for a while and then asked, He told you that she didn't send an email? I said yes, wondering why she kept asking me that. I found something, she finally said. She showed me pictures she had taken from our guy friend's computer. The woman at the agency had contacted him and he replied to her email telling her that he was sorry but can't accept it. He lied about not getting an email and I screamed. My best friend and I talked about it for so long. Apparently he's been bad mouthing me to her. He's clearly jealous of you, she pointed out. I said, we can't just let this go. I have to get back at him. She said, yes, but you should contact the woman and tell her there's been a misunderstanding. I looked in my drawer for her business card and called. Luckily, her assistant got her on and I explained what had happened. She had gotten the number of models she needed and wasn't taking in any more models. I hated that he had sabotaged my chances of getting modeling gigs while he had a modeling gig coming up that week. I wish I could cut off all of his hair, I exclaimed in frustration. My best friend's eyes lit up. Maybe we should cut his hair. I said, how are we going to do that? She says we can invite him over and cut it. I say, yeah, and he'd just watch us cut it. We invited him for a sleepover. My best friend did a great job convincing him that we wanted to hang out because we haven't been together, the three of us, in a while. He came over and we laughed, ate, watched a movie, and pretty much pretended everything was fine. He slept in a carry-on sleeping bag he brought over to my house, while my friend and I slept in our beds. We went to bed late, so we dozed off as soon as he laid down. My friend and I tiptoed around him and used scissors on his hair. 
We couldn't cut as much from the back because he laid on it and trying to change his head position might wake him up. He was hysterical when he woke up in the morning. We told him we knew what he had done and he picked up his stuff and nearly ran out of the house. There was no way he'd been able to do the hair modeling if he didn't have his hair and that satisfied me greatly. My best friend and I are still best friends. Absolutely this jerk deserved it for sabotaging because of just jealousy. Though my main question is, when she didn't send the email or well when the guy claimed that she didn't send the email, why did an OP just go ahead and call that number on the card anyways and ask if there was a mistake? It's one of those situations where you don't really have anything to lose by trying. Don't be afraid of trying to reach out and getting some clarification so at least at the very least you know. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy story of revenge, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.